Hello Colts fans and welcome to episode number four of the Indie Sports One mini podcast. In this episode, I had the privilege of doing a co-podcast with Sam Sinclair from Circle City Podcast. And I actually let him host, so you'll hear him introduce himself and then I'll be introduced. So I just thought I'd make this quick little introduction so everything flows a little bit better. Make sure to follow us at Indie Sports One on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube and Apple Podcasts, and you can find Sam and his stuff at Circle City Pod on Twitter. And so now here is the co-podcast episode with Sam. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Circle City Sports Podcast. I am your host, Sam Seclair, and today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Tyler Zhang of Indie Sports One. Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. We had a great day at practice today. I'm glad to be on the show. Yep, Tyler and I met up at Colts camp today uh, on Thursday, and today we're just uh, going to go through the last couple days of practice while the Colts have an off day on Friday. Uh, so, Tyler, you were able to go to practice on Tuesday. How was how the team look and everything? Yeah, so day five of training camp, like you said, took place on Tuesday. It was the first, first uh, morning practice for the Colts. It's actually a bit cooler in the morning uh, compared to uh, the afternoon practices. It made me kind of wonder if the players preferred morning or afternoon practices. And I know you had some questions uh, about that as well. And you actually got a response from a couple players. Yeah, um, I talked to Rigoberto Sanchez and Evan Bame and Jordan Wilkins all after practice, uh, I want to say Wednesday. And they all said they'd prefer morning practices, which is kind of interesting to think. Uh, if you've ever been to Westfield, uh, you'll notice that the sun comes right over the trees in the morning. While as you're, if you're practicing from two to four, the sun's right over top of your head. So there's a lot more shading. The temperature, of course, is not as not as high when you're practicing at two o'clock in the afternoon in a full pad. So a lot of players prefer the morning practice. And Evan Baby even directly told me, he said, I'd much rather just get the practice over with in the morning than doing it in the afternoon, waiting for it all day. Yeah, I can't blame them there. And the only thing is, is that there's a little bit less of a, fan arrival to the morning practices, but uh, still some good attendance, but uh, yeah, definitely a lot cooler in the morning. So on Tuesday, just when players were taking the field, there was no sign of Penny Hart or Paris Campbell. They actually both missed the entire week of practice with hamstring injuries. On Tuesday, Kamoko Toure did not practice as he was still working back from a minor shoulder injury. And then most importantly of all, Colts quarterback Andrew Luck was not seen to start practice. Soon after that, the Colts media announced that Luck would miss practice, not because of a maintenance day, actually due to his lingering calf injury, and that he would speak with the media after practice. So once I heard that he was meeting with the media after practice, uh, the alarm bells kind of went off, and it was pretty obvious that there had been some sort of setback in his recovery from that calf injury. And it sounds like because of the calf injury, it is forcing some more weight onto his ankle now in which he has experienced some pain there. And, you know, as bad as it is, I'm kind of glad that Andrew talked to the staff uh, about the pain in his ankle, about his injury, instead of shrugging it off, because we all know how that turned out with his shoulder injury. Obviously missed the whole season two years ago. And I know a lot of fans are freaking out because of this injury, you know, about a month away from the season starting. And so, Sam, I was just wondering how you felt about Lux's injury. Are you concerned at all? What's what's your uh, verdict on the injury well after he talked to the media on tuesday he talked about more of it's being of his ankle uh his ankle is more injured than his calf which that was that raised a little bit of an eyebrow for me 
But the calf, like I like I told you uh, this morning at camp, I said, if you're sitting for three months at a time, you know, doing no physical activity on your calf while it's trying to heal up, and then even, you know, with luck doing just individual and seven-on-seven drills, the the movement and the rigorous, you know, strain that's put on that calf, even in the limited practice in, in the NFL, that's still going to flare up the calf and re-aggravate it because the calf went from doing nothing for three months to, you know, moving around, all that stuff, and being used to throw as a platform, as a base for Andrew Luck. And I just think that really, you know, if you sit around for three months to do nothing and then all of a sudden have to do all this physical activity, it's going to re-aggravate and injure the calf again. But maybe it's probably something small with the ankle, whereas he probably, like you said, probably put too much weight on his ankle and now the pain has gone down to his ankle. But I've been saying I'd much rather him miss July and August than – you know, September, October, November. I'd much rather him play maybe one preseason game, but I don't want him, you know, out there all of training camp and all preseason because he doesn't need all that time to practice. Yeah, I think you hit that one right on the head. And he also mentioned that he's doing some work inside the facility. So when the players are out on the field, you know, he's doing his whatever practice he's doing inside. But like you said, I think if he if he's resting but still practicing almost – uh, I think that will kind of help things heal, but at the same time, it will keep him in the conditioning phase, so he's ready to go, hopefully by week one. Um, so that's something to look out for. But that's all for the Andrew Luck situation. We're now going to do a quick recap of the one-on-ones from Tuesday's practice. Pascal began the session with a nice catch with Pierre Desir defending him. Ishmael, who's been making great plays throughout practice so far, had a nice inside move on Kenny Moore who was all over him, actually got a flag, so that was a great catch by Ishmael. Chad Kelly had a nice pass, lofting it over the head of Rocky Sin in the hands of Marcus Johnson for a touchdown. George Odom had a nice bat down on Brissett's comeback pass to Doyle. Hogan, who's having a good week, um, especially during the one-on-ones, lost his defender, Chris Milton, to get wide open for the reception. And this one I'm sure a lot of fans are happy to hear about. Reese Fountain made a contested catch over Quincy Wilson. That was really the only highlights of the offense on Tuesday practices. When the Colts transitioned to 11-on-11s, some very sloppy play. Just timing was off. Didn't look like the players were really trying as hard as they could. And offense coordinator Nick Sirianni showed his displeasure with the offense. Uh, After the team team drills, screaming at them to study the playbook, he may have threw a bad word or two in there. But uh, he was definitely frustrated with how they were playing. There was some positives from that session, though. Uh, Walker delivered a nice pass to Pascal in the end zone. And then when they were doing some red zone drills, Jonathan Williams had a nice run up the middle for the touchdown. And then on the following play, he made the reception uh, after swinging outright for the touchdown. So he's a player that has really impressed me so far, not just in Tuesday's practice, but throughout all of the seven practices. Final note from Tuesday is an update on the defensive line. Al-Qadim Muhammad was lined up in sheared spot at left end and was playing with the starters in Autry Hunt and Houston. And Adam Benetieri went 9-for-9, nine nine, finishing with a 58-yarder. So it's good to see that Vinny still got it in him. And that's really all the breakdown from Tuesday. And Sam, I know you're there Wednesday. Unfortunately, I was not able to make it out there. But I know, I know you got a good recap for us. Yeah, uh, a couple of players that didn't practice, of course, Jabal Sheard, Andrew Luck, Spencer Ware. Those are the guys that missed majority of practice. Uh, Kamoka Ture didn't practice with the shoulder. 
Paris Campbell missed a second straight practice with a hamstring. Uh, Jack Doyle and Ben Bonogo missed with obliques. Braden Smith m- missed with a groin. That was his first missed practice. And a couple of guys got rest days in Clayton Gathers, T.Y. Hilton, Marcus Hunt, and Jordan Wilkins. And Jordan Wilkins and Clayton Gathers both confirmed to me that those were just rest days. So nothing to worry about there. A couple notes I had from practice um, to start 11 on 11s. They did a lot of uh, situational stuff. Third and one, third and inches, and also a lot of goal line stuff, which was the goal line stuff was very entertaining to watch because that was probably the most physical, most live portion of practice we've seen so far in training camp. Uh, Jonathan Williams is actually the lead back in, in both situations. He got, once he got the first down, two of the three times he was given the ball. And then I know Philip Walker threw a wide open touchdown to Zach Pascal on third and one. But once they got to the uh, red zone work, got down to the one-yard line, the defense really held their own with the offense had majority second-team offense alignment in, but the defense still kept the offense out all but two plays. I know Jonathan Williams had a one-yard rushing touchdown late in, late in, the, um, in, late in the reps, and Jacoby Brissett threw a touchdown to Moali Cox. So the defense really, really held their own. I know they had about three or four run plays in that in that little situation, um, and the defense was able to keep them out, and they even, kept, they even held them back a couple yards. So that was pretty promising to see that our defense was stout in the red zone work. And then a couple other things I noticed in the late 11-on-11 uh, scrimmages and reps was Rocky Sin was out there with the first team. He had a nice interception, actually, on uh, Devin Funches. Kari Willis ended up taking even more first-team snaps. He's almost – I know George Odom took a lot early with Clayton Gathers, you know, limited for most of practice. But Kari Willis has been getting a lot of first-team reps, and we even saw that today. He was getting most of the first-team reps at safety. And then one thing that really, really stood out to me, and this is probably my biggest headline from practice on Wednesday, was that Bobby Okariki was the starting Mike linebacker in the ones in the final 11-on-11s. Uh, reps and not Anthony Walker. Anthony Walker was actually a part of the second team. That was something very interesting to watch. And of course, today's practice, we ended up seeing Okariki play majority of the first team reps. But yeah, Wednesday was mostly just situational third, third down to one, you know, fourth and inches. And a lot of, of course, we kept seeing a lot of rookies getting their time uh, with the offense. But we saw Matt Eberflus talk about how. He's just mixing the matching right now on defense, but he's really going to hone in on who the starters are close to the regular season. So we can't put too much too much merit on who's out there now, but we can still see that, hey, a lot of these rookies are getting a lot of snaps now. Yeah, I think really Bobby Okariki practicing with the first team yesterday. He also practiced with them uh, for majority of today. And then Kari Willis, like you said yesterday, was also with the first team today. He was out there for a good time there. Then you had Nate Harrison starting with the first team. So, yes, they are working some different players with the first team. Okariki and Kari Willis, two days in a row now. I think there's some real competition at middle linebacker with Anthony Walker and for Kari Willis with Odom and Gathers at that safety spot. Yeah, I didn't think it was much competition at all because I thought that was Anthony Walker's job. But over the last two days, we've seen Okariki start. In, in the 11-11, so maybe there is competition there. We'll, we'll have to see in, in preseason how Okariki plays. I mean, he's a hell of a coverage linebacker, but he's just not instinctive and as smart as Anthony Walker is, especially with Anthony Walker having experience at the linebacker at the Mike position. Yeah, and it could just be 
you know, they could just be putting him in there just to see what he can do, but also yeah. to kind of put some put some stress on Anthony Walker and try to have him perform a little bit better. They also have been running EJ Speed with the first team a little bit uh, in that Sam linebacker spot, so he's going to be competing with Matt Adams in that aspect. Um, today, we also saw some mix-up on the line. Danico Autry didn't practice today at defensive tackle, so we actually saw uh, Marcus Hunt at Jabal Sheard's spot at left defensive end. We had Grover Stewart at nose tackle, and then Taekwon Lewis taking Hunt's spot. And then Houston didn't practice today, so Al-Qadi Muhammad got his spot on the outside at right defensive end. But once again, showing the versatility on the line, uh, without Nico Autry, definitely a lot of things you can do. You can put Lewis inside, outside. You can do the same with Hunt. And if Houston's ever out, you can put Muhammad on the ends as well. That's so, Yeah, that's something. I, when, I, when I heard Jabal Shearwood down, I know he's a great edge setter, but I'm not too concerned about losing a body at defensive on the defensive line because it seems like all of our guys outside of Grover Stewart can rotate at any position on our defensive line. And we have a solid eight nine, you know, position group. So Walshier is probably our best edge setter. I'm not too worried. You could flip Justin Houston to that side. And like Kamoka Ture and Alkadi Muhammad and Ben Bonogo, who we didn't see today. We could see all three of those guys would be the primary pass rusher. So I'm not too concerned about Jabal Sheard missing time. But it was a it, it really caught me off guard that they had Marcus Hunt on the outside than Taekwon Lewis. And you said you even said it in camp today. They'd much rather have Marcus Hunt inside because he's a bigger body. And I agree with you. I think Tyquan Lewis should have been outside. So maybe they were just seeing what they could do there at that position. Yeah, and I think I think that they kind of have to experiment because obviously that Jabal Sheard injury hurts. We have to keep in mind Justin Houston is pushing his 30s right now. You know, he's been injured the past couple of seasons with the Chiefs. So you know, we don't want to jinx anything. But if someone were to get hurt on that line, being able to have that versatility there really helps. And uh, just to add some some other things that happened today um, for Thursday's practice, wide receivers were up and down like they kind of have been all camp. But like you kind of mentioned um, from Wednesday's, Wednesday's practice, the defense in the red zone, I think they really continued their dominance there today in 11-on-11s and 7-on-7s. Yeah, but they sh- the defense struggled at whole at the uh, two-minute drill late in practice. I know both offenses ended up scoring on the on a drive. The first team got all the way down, so I want to say like the four- or five-yard line. And then the second team had that had that really nice touchdown by Darius Fountain. That was probably the highlight of the day, to be honest. So that was a little bit concerning. It was a lot of check-down passes and everything like that from Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but the defense, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with you on that. They did hold their own on uh, – in the red zone when they were working the first 11 on 11 scrimmages. Yeah. So there was a, there was a lot of good things to see this week in camp, obviously tons of injuries, I guess a lot of people being held out. Um, you know, it's kind of day to day. You don't really know who's going to be out there. Who's not going to be out there. Kind of just have to wait and see, but this week, some morning practices, a little laid back uh, compared to the practices last week, but overall we, we, we got some great info. We got we saw, saw a lot of good things. Uh, offense was up and down at times. Defense was pretty good, but uh, still, still were able to make some really great observations. 
And before we end this episode, we actually got some questions on Twitter from a couple fans, and we're going to go ahead and answer those real quick. So the first question is, what are the odds of Chad Kelly being kept as a third QB with his awful personal history? And I'll let you go ahead and start this one off. Well, it's a, it's a good sign that he's been the first or one of the first out at practice every day. We haven't seen him a whole lot with the second team, so that's that's a bit concerning. He's got the arm talent. He's got the he's got the accuracy. He just was a dumb 22, 22-year-old quarterback at the time, and he had the spotlight on him. We've all been a dumb 22-year-old at, at the time. I would very much keep Chad Kelly as our third quarterback over Philip Walker because Kelly's the more prototypical-sized quarterback. And with Brissett being on a one-year deal, Chad Kelly could end up being our backup quarterback in 2020. So I'd much rather, I would feel better with Chad Kelly than Philip Walker as my backup in 2020. But it'll be remain to be seen how he plays in camp or in preseason. I think if he plays, if he outplays Philip Walker in the preseason, we could definitely see him as the third quarterback on the practice squad. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Philip Walker has been a little shaky throughout training camp. Um, But there's only one thing holding Chad Kelly back, and that would be, say, Luck hypothetically misses the first game of the season or is questionable, and we have to carry a third quarterback. Chad Kelly, like you said, dumb 22-year-old, it actually led to him being suspended the first two games of the season. So you'd have to carry Luck, who would probably not play hypothetically, uh, or set, and then you need a backup. So it wouldn't be able to be Chad Kelly. So... He might not make the roster, but I could definitely see him being a practice squad player. We also have a question about EJ Speed and what we think about him, and is he competing for a starting role? Yeah, it seems like he's if he's been around with the the ones a lot this week, so it sounded like he's uh he's almost the uh, number one guy for that first for that uh, Sam linebacker spot. So he's been flashing a lot in the run game, which surprised me. I've watched some of his tape. He's almost been a pure pass rusher, but he's been able to show off that athletic ability and that speed and that length that he has. And uh, he's been able, been able to make some a lot of run, a lot of tackles in the backfield. So that's a positive sign. So it's going to be interesting to see. We'll have to see him on an NFL field, like just like a lot of these rookies. But so far, he looks like he's the um, he's the lead horse in that Sam linebacker competition. Yeah, and he kind of got overshadowed earlier when we were talking about the linebackers with Bobby Okariki, but I I really like what I've seen from him so far. Like you said, he's he's made a name for himself for that Sam Sam spot. Uh, I think a lot of people forget he's six four. He's super speedy. He led Division two, I think, in forced fumbles. So it's always great to have that. And um, yeah, I really like what I've seen. I know Darius Leonard said. Uh, EJ Speed reminds him a little bit of himself last year, so that's a good sign because we all know how Darius Leonard turned out, defensive rookie of the year. But yeah, great play from him. Really, the whole linebacker core has done a a pretty decent job so far. And then lastly, we have one last question, and that is how has Malik Hooker looked so far? Well, we haven't seen him having to make a whole lot of plays, so that's a positive sign that you know he isn't relied on to make a lot of plays. Uh, I believe he's one of the very few Colts that's been out there every day, so that's a, that's also a good sign that he's actually fully healthy because I believe it takes you two full years to actually come back from an ACL injury. So that's always good. I know he had a he almost had an interception or a pass breakup on T.Y. Hilton in practice today, but Malik is uh, he's looking great. He's running around. He's making 
not really making plays, but he's around the ball, of course. And of course, Malik's going to be that deep, a deep safety that's not going to be relied on to make a lot of plays. And no, he, I don't know. He said, if you know, I don't record anything on a stat sheet. It's because Darius Leonard and Marcus Hunt and Jabal Sheard, because they're stuffing the stat sheet in. It's because I'm not being relied on to make plays, and that's kind of what Malik is is relied on to do. He's he's not asked to make. He's asked to not make a lot of plays but he's asked to defend the deep ball. And, you know, he did it really well last year, and he's so far in camp, he's done it good this year. Yeah, I would agree. He's he's looked good so far. And, you know, maybe a missed tackle here and there, but like you said, that's really not a concern because they barely even targeted him last season. I think it was around, like, 9, 12, whatever it was. They hardly targeted him last season. So missing a tackle in practice shouldn't bring up major concerns because, like you said, he's – People are scared to throw his way because he's a ball hog. All right, so that wraps up the co-podcast with Sam Sinclair. Like I said, make sure to follow him at CircleCityPod on Twitter. And that wraps up this episode. We had a great week at training camp, and we'll be out there over the weekend with our media passes. And we'll be out there Monday and Tuesday as well in the stands. So we'll see you all soon, and go Colts.